It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. On a Tuesday morning at Wax, good morning, shank of the day, baby, it's chore time. Bob and Joe with you to help get the chores done this morning, and uh, boy, look at this weather forecast, and uh, it's going to be good. We got uh, got some rain at the end of last week and over the weekend, and now got some more hay to make. Get the corn closer to the finish line. It'll be good. Right now it's comfortable out there, 60 degrees in Eau Claire. And uh, Black River Falls is at 52, is down in the hollow. It's a little bit cooler, Black River Falls and Toma, as it always is. But uh, things to talk about this morning. Oh, my class reunion. 60, I can't tell you, I talked about it uh, on TV and here last week, and I had people stop me and say, how's your class reunion? Are you going to that class reunion? We went and had a good time. There were, there were 96 people in our grade school class, so we had a big grade school class, graduated from St. Bernard's Catholic Grade School in Madison in 1961, and uh, we had about, oh, 30 or a little better that I think showed up for that uh, class reunion, and we had a, an assortment of canes and a few walkers, <laughs> So, but everybody was there with a smile on their face, so uh, thank you for asking, but my class reunion from grade school, 61 years, is good. They said, oh, this might be the last one. Everybody got to no, we got to do this again, so there's another one planned in two years, so it'll be the 63rd grade school class reunion back then. So, boy, that's a long time ago. It's just a few years. Yeah, I guess so. Man, oh, man, oh, man. You had class reunions? you ever have, uh, well, you've got high school. Did you ever have a grade school class reunion? No, we didn't graduate from grade school. We just kind of morphed into <laughs> the next being of middle school, I well, guess. That, that happened. They changed. It used to be grade school was through eighth grade, and then high school was nine through 12. But uh, that's all changed now, and it's cloudy. Is middle school six, seven, and eight, or seven, eight, and nine? I don't know. It changes. But anyway, thank you for asking, but I had a good time at my grade school class reunion. It was a, a lot of fun. And uh, I even recognized some people, and people recognized me. Of course, thank goodness for name tags, but uh, once we got all the, uh, you know, standing on the side and looking over and saying, now, who is that? Who is that? <laughs> After everybody got uh, mixed up and started talking, it was uh, it was a lot of fun. So if you get those class reunions, go to them and uh, and just have fun. There's nobody's judging you how you are or what you're doing or anything like that. They're a lot of fun. All right, we talk about the crop progress report came out and uh, also Minnesota State Fair continues. We'll talk about the uh, old parts during the harvest. How you do it. Get your parts during the harvest so that you're not going to run out. And uh meeting coming up tonight down in the Independence area. What's that all about, Joe? There's a twilight meeting. It's down at the... Br- Joe Brogger Farm down outside of Independence, Whitehall, that area. Yep, they're having a twilight meeting. It's They're going to start with a dairy tour, tour at 6 o'clock with ice cream served at 7 o'clock. And they're going to discuss. There's a discussion till 8.30. And it says, catch up with your neighbors, leaders, and local elected officials. Yeah, talking about the issues affecting agriculture. They give the directions to the Joe Brogger Farm, because Joe's Farm is way back in the valley. When you 
get south of Independence, go out on X, I do believe, and uh, just keep going till you get to the farm. It's a few miles out there because you'll be in Trumpalo County. The time you get to his farm, you're in Buffalo County. So, again, best thing to do is Google it. <laughs> but that's tonight. Starts about uh, 6 o'clock, you said, with the farm tour? Yep, 6 o'clock with the dairy tour. All right, that ought to be fun, and uh, it'll be an interesting conversation as well. Weather, as we said, boy, oh, boy, it's nice. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Also kind of proud. I had one of the best heads of hair for all the guys that were there. (laughs) A lot of hair is gone from the class of 61, that's for sure. But uh, again, class reunion had a lot of fun. Hey, sunshine today. Breezy, too, so be careful and be aware of that. 78, sunny and breezy down to 58. Wednesday and Thursday, mid to upper 80s and sunshine. Friday, partly sunny, 86. Sun on Saturday, 75. Partly sunny on Sunday, 75. I looked at this forecast out through towards the first part, Monday and Tuesday of next week. And there's no rain in the forecast right now. It's 60 degrees here in the Chippewa Valley. Again, cool spot. Down around Black River Falls, it's about... 52, 67 in Milwaukee. That's the warm spot. A minute after 5, this is 104.5 FM WAXX. So, Claire, let's see what's happening. A key Trump ally is clarifying comments about predicting riots in the street if the ex-president is prosecuted. Senator Lindsey Graham says he was never calling for violence and hopes it doesn't break out. Bottom line is there will be a lot of upset people if there is an effort to charge President Trump with the crime of mishandling classified information after what happened to Hillary Clinton. The South Carolina Republican maintains investigations into Trump aren't about the law, but rather about getting him. The government of the Solomon Islands has told the U.S. it will bar Navy ships from entering its ports. The U.S. Embassy in the Australian capital of Canberra said on Tuesday it was notified of what the Solomon Islands calls a moratorium on all naval visits pending updates on protocol procedures. The U.S. and the Solomon Islands have had a tense relationship since the island nation signed a security pact with China in May. Serena Williams isn't done yet as she advances at the U.S. Open in New York. Trey Thomas reports. The 23-time Grand Slam champion knocked off Donka Kovinich in straight sets Monday in what is likely her final tennis tournament. The reception was really overwhelming. It was loud and it was, it was, um, I could feel it in my chest and it was a really good feeling. Next up, the 40-year-old will face Annette Contivate, the number two women's tennis player in the world. That match is set for Wednesday. I'm Trey Thomas. And a California senior home resident is dead after mistakenly being served dishwashing liquid rather than juice. KRON-TV reported the woman and two others at the Atria Park Senior Living Facility in San Mateo were rushed to the hospital due to the mix-up. The home said it has suspended the staff members involved in the incident as it investigates the matter. The facility added that it's cooperating with local authorities as well. A source at the home told NBC Bay Area that a worker may have mistaken the cleaning liquid for grape juice. Mark Mayfield, NBC News Radio. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Once again, awfully nice weather to get things done and get the crop closer to the finish line. I don't see any rain in this forecast, at least through the next seven days. Today, sunny, breezy, high about 78, down to 58 overnight. 
Wednesday and Thursday looks like fully sunny days. Right? No, it's in the middle of the week. 84 on Wednesday, 87 on Thursday, and partly sunny on Friday with a high about 86. More sun on Saturday, 75. Sunday, 75, partly sunny, and it looks like Monday and Tuesday next week, at least right now, are also partly sunny and very comfortable temperatures. So, again, good weather. Move this crop along. 59 at Rice Lake, 58 at Medford, Wausau, 64. Marshfield at 62. The cool spots, Black River Falls at 52. Green Bay, 66. Madison, Sun Prairie, 65 in the Milwaukee area. 67 degrees right now, and it's 60 right here in the Chippewa Valley. Farm markets are brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Get insurance from a company who knows Wisconsin and cares about your community. You may know Rural Mutual Insurance as the number one farm insurer, but did you know they also offer competitive home and auto rates? Visit RuralMutual.com to learn more about products and discounts. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. For those who work in acres... Not an hour. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And on a Tuesday morning, let's get the markets updated here bright and early. Jill, where's the livestock numbers? Choice fed beefsters are 136 to 148 with mixed at 120 to 135. Choice fed beef heifers are 137 to 147 with mixed at 119 to 136. Choice fed Holstein steers are 132 to 140 with select and silage fed steers at a 90 to 130. Cows are 74 to 96. Bulls are 80 to 105. Butcher hogs are 85 to 109. Sows are 66 to 72 and a half with boars at 15 to 26 and a half. New crop market lambs are 95 to 127 with feeder lambs at 110 to $2. At the Mercantile Exchange, uh, livestock futures, cattle mostly down, hogs higher yesterday. October live cattle, 142.90 at the close. Down 15, December at 148.92, down 17, and February at 153.65, down 25. Feeder cattle for September, 179.92 at the close, down 227. October at 181.07, down 232. November, 182.90, down 227. January, 184, even, down 215. And March at 185.90, down 232. Hogs, as we said, were higher. October lean hogs ninety two twenty five up a dollar sixty, December at eighty four sixty up a dollar sixty five, February at eighty seven ninety two that was up a dollar forty five, and April at ninety one fifty two up a dollar thirty two. On the board of trade, corn and wheat were higher on these crop yield estimates, which uh, not. Probably what the USDA had earlier expected. Look for some changes there. Also, last week, the Pro Farmer Crop Tour came out. So, corn and wheat higher. Beans were lower, down 70 cents. Disappointing demand on the beans yesterday in the day trade. Well, how things go overnight? Lower again. December corn, 5 to 6 cents lower at 677. The oats down 3 to 4 at 408. December wheat down a fraction at 842. November soybeans down 12 to 13 cents overnight at 14.25. October meal down 260 a ton at 431 dollars even. Barrel cheese down two and a quarter at 186. The blocks down two and a half at 171 and a half. Butter was unchanged, 308 and a quarter cent a pound. 
August Class 3 holding at 2013. September down 35, back under $20 at 1989. October down 35 at 2041. November down 45 at 2117. And December down 32 at 2133 as prices were mixed into next year. So that's where the markets are, brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. And again, look for a beautiful day today. Sunny, 78, breezy out there. Right now, we're about 60 degrees. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Some of the best-looking crops in the country are right here in Wisconsin. We'll take a look at this week's crop progress report as we go along this morning because uh, they're looking good here. And, boy, there are some places where they're not looking good at all. Mother Nature's been pretty good to us. Hey, it's uh, quarter after five if you want to check your clock. 60 degrees. We'll get about 78 today. And uh, we're going to find out what the crops look like this week around the country. But first of all, let's find out what's going on with the Wisconsin Farmers Union. The Wisconsin Farmers Union Minute today with Rick Adamski, now the government relations director with the Wisconsin Farmers Union. And Rick, in that position, what are the main issues you're looking at? Well, I take the direction from the membership, and we have a special orders of business. There are five of them. Uh, one is preserving f- small and mid-sized family farms. One is promoting dairy policy that's helpful for family farmers, as well as creating a strong meat processing infrastructure in the state, as well as being able to uh, enact climate-friendly policies and have farmers engaged in those policies and then uh, finally confronting the concentration of power in agriculture. And you're hitting the ground running. Oh yeah, I know all about them. I've been engaged in promoting those policies and now I'll be working at a different level. Rick Adamski, who is now the Government Relations Director with the Wisconsin Farmers Union on our Farmers Union Minute. Eau Claire Memorial Crematory, family owned and operated since 1982. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, how do the crops look, Joe? What's the report say? Well, the condition of the corn and soybean crops across the country didn't get any better last week, but they didn't lose much quality either. Corn is rated 54% good to excellent on this week's crop progress report. That's down 1% from a week ago as 86% of the crop is now in the dough stage. 46% has dented, and 8% of the crop is now mature or safe from frost. Wisconsin and Illinois have the best-looking corn, while Kansas corn is in the toughest shape. Soybeans are rated 57% good to excellent this week, the same as last week, with 91% of the beans setting pods with 4% of the plants already dropping leaves. Like the corn crop, Wisconsin and Illinois have the best-looking beans, with Kansas having the worst. Here in Wisconsin, our corn is rated 76%, good to excellent this week. That's only down just 1% from last week. The crop progress, the crop report also shows 97% of the corn has silked, 75% has reached the dough stage, and 24% of the crop has dented. The condition of our soybeans actually fell 4% in the past week as they're now rated 74% good to excellent with 91% of the plants setting pods, with leaves turning color on 6% of the soybeans. State farmers also have put up 82% of their oats and harvested 22% of their fall potatoes, as both continue to be in good to excellent condition. Third crop hay is also 
about done with 91% of that crop put up and 32% of fourth crop also made as hay is rated 80% good to excellent. Topsoil moisture also improved in the past week as it's now rated 88% adequate to surplus, 11% short, and 1% very short. And that's mainly in southern south-central Wisconsin. And that's the only place reporting very short moisture with the rains we had last week. Everybody kind of caught up, so in good shape. We got some moisture, although there are some crops around here that uh, very, very much needed that moisture and maybe a little bit more. 78, sunny, a little breezy today. We're going to find out about, well, the harvest going on. You got your parts all lined up for the harvest, for your machinery and everything else you need. We'll find out about that next right here on Wax. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, the word is that agriculture equipment dealers are busy preparing for a harvest that looks to be high-yielding. I'm Stephanie Hoff from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. Jeff Sloan is the president of Sloan Implement. He explains for us what part and equipment availability looks like going into the harvest and the new year. But first, he walks us through what a to-do list looks like for your local implement dealer. You know, we're just trying to get, you know, all of our harvest equipment, our combines and heads just through the shop and ready to go. We've got, you know, new machines coming in from the factory that need set up. We've got customer machines that are here for the their preseason inspection. And then, you know, we've got some used sales that also need to go out. So it's, it's always the busiest month for our service departments, just the lead up to harvest. Um, looks like there's a big crop out there. And just with the timely rains that we've had, maybe we're going to get a little bit of a, a buffer just with a, a later start than normal. And we're going to need every minute we can to get all this stuff out the door. Uh, how are repair technicians prepping for harvest? You know, I think they're doing well. We, we try to be, you know, cognizant of our uh, technicians' time in the summer months where, you know, they go so hard in the spring to have a little bit of a break and get, re- you know, recovered in the summer months before the long fall harvest hits. So it, it's, it's a balancing act. We have a ton of work there, but we also know that, personal time or some relaxation time is important because once, you know, beginning of September or mid-September hits and harvest is full bore, unless there's extended rain, we really don't have much of a slow time until all the crop is out. So it's it's kind of the calm before the storm. I mean, they're aware of, of the workload and the jobs that are on their, their whiteboards that they need to get out the door. And, you know, it's about the time where Saturdays are becoming more and more mandatory to have them, you know, in the facility so we can get through all this all this work that we have. And when it comes to your workforce, Jeff, you know, how is finding mechanics, finding those technicians, getting people in the store and ready to go? Are you experiencing some of those same workforce challenges that other agribusinesses are facing? Uh, you know, I think since the start of the pandemic, it's got it's gotten easier. You know, we, we're We've always had job openings in our service department. We're always looking for, you know, people with a good work ethic that want to, you know, can be a good mechanic for us. And we, we've we implemented, like, a um, an apprenticeship program probably in our, like, seventh or eighth year by now where we just, you know, we, we have an open invite. If you want to come work for us and you want to show up on time with a good good attitude and good work ethic, we'll, we'll train you on the job. You don't need any experience to become a mechanic, and we've had excellent luck. We've probably uh, placed about 50 full-time technicians through that program. Um, so, 
you know, I think we could always use more bodies. We could always use more experienced technicians. But I think in the past two years, we're, we're you know, having about as as good of luck as possible of finding candidates to work for us. So it's, you know, it's, it's a silver lining on a gray cloud for sure. I, I want to shift the conversation now to the supply chain. You know, Jeff, my folks, we only used antique equipment <laughs> on the farm. So anytime that it felt like there was always an issue, every time we were out bailing hay, I feel like every day we had to go to the implement and part store to get linchpins and knotters. That's what I'm thinking about now when farmers are about to get in the field for harvest. When they need to go get parts, are the parts going to be available? I think so. I think we're in a better position than we have been in the last three years as far as parts availability. We've made a concerted effort just to stock up, you know, have more parts on hand than we ever had in our history. Uh, we've got about $17 million more parts on the shelves right now than we did a year ago. Uh, we share all of our parts inventory between all of our 22 John Deere locations, and we also have Sloan Express with some aftermarket parts. So maybe if the original manufacturer part isn't there, we could find a substitute through Sloan Express. So I feel like you're, you know, with with the full line of John Deere equipment going back, you know, 60, 70 years of machinery that are still in production today, are you going to have every part for all those machines on the shelf? No, that's an impossibility. But we do feel like we, we've made a, a good effort of, of stocking up on, on those fast-moving parts so we aren't caught, you know, out, out in the cold with uh, – with a shortage or anything. And I know Deere, as a, as a company, their uh, parts distribution warehouse in, in Milan, Illinois, is in the best shape it's been in, in about two and a half years as well. So I think, you know, compared to a year ago or two years ago, uh, I feel really good about going into the fall. Whether you like it or not, what happens two time zones away from us here in Wisconsin has a ripple effect. So I don't know what you want to say about if you felt the impacts uh, of the John Deere labor strikes that have that are done now or the Oakland port shutdowns that have been going on in California and how you worked around that. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I would say that the port shutdown, we're still feeling that. I think just, you know, as slow as things are to get get to the, to the distribution points and the, the additional costs involved with, with container shipments. You know, I think everybody will feel that. Uh, the labor, you know, the, the strike at, at, with Deere and company. Overall, I think, you know, both sides were happy with the results there. Um, I think for Deere they, and, and the union, they came to agreement pretty quickly. And, you know, it, it transpired in probably one of the, in the slower months of, of the, the build cycle. Uh, and also at a time when there were, you know, constraints of how many new units they could push, you know, build down the line anyway. So, Overall, you know, if you talk to, to the union members, I think they feel like they got a good deal. And I think John Deere, just in an unprecedented time to take care, you know, come to a negotiation, you know, and settle it, I think, relatively quickly. I think it was a win for both sides. Now we'll talk about some fun stuff here, new equipment, but maybe not so much fun because of some of the wait times that folks have been experiencing when it comes to ordering a new tractor, new combine. How is new equipment stacking up for 2023, Jeff? Um, I think tractors are still going to be in in short supply. Um, We'll probably get to sell the same amount of tractors as we did the year before. So I think, you know, but, but I think universally tractors there there's the highest demand for that product line in John Deere's catalog just because of the the versatility and the year-round usage of them 
Uh, if you look at harvesting equipment uh, for next year, we should be able to sell the same amount that we sold for this year and same with heads as well. So we feel pretty good about that. Um, you know, we're not going to be constrained. Uh, we're going to be able to, you know, go out and, and make a similar number of sales as we did for this year. Uh, we just wrapped up our, our planter early order for 23 and sprayers. And I feel like, you know, any any of our customers that wanted one of those products, we were able to get get one for them. And we even had some stock units to spare at the end of the order period. So I never would have guessed that. I never would have thought we would have, you know, there would be inventory remaining that we would have stock units, and we did. So, I mean, I, I thought that was a very nice surprise. Do you feel good about what you have on hand? And if I were to order something that you don't have, how long does it take usually for it to, to get to the farm? I guess it depends on what product you're looking for. Tractors, I think we're, we've got built slots for, for spring into June. So, I mean, that's not too far off, really. I mean, normally it's like maybe it's a six-month lead time, and now we're at eight to ten months. We've we've gone out and, and tried to supply, you know, source as many used tractors as we can just to have some inventory. So we've been proactive there. Um, so, I mean, our lot looks pretty full right now. Combines, we probably have, you know, a little less than normal combine inventory on, on the used side. Uh, we do still have some, some new orders to sell uh, right around fall delivery dates. It, it, it's all dependent on what product you, you're, you're, you're searching for because there are on certain certain items like planters or sprayers or balers or tillage, a set time of year where you place that order for the following year. And that again, Jeff Flown from Flown Implement. They've got dealerships all over Wisconsin, Illinois. And where'd you say they're all located, uh, Joe, besides Wisconsin, Illinois? Well, the one that I come up when I Googled it was Montford. Montford. They have 22 locations in Illinois and Wisconsin. All right. So Sloan Implement. But again, Implement dealers around here, they'll tell you pretty much the same story, that uh, some things are more available than others. Well, if you were looking for machinery, you had a chance to get some last Friday. We'll get the uh, update on that. I know Rocky was busy with the rest of the gang over there at Premier Livestock. And, of course, they're busy selling livestock again now. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Let's get over to Premier Livestock in with you. Rocky Olson joins us this morning. Well, you got some room in the parking lot. Everything is gone from last Friday, right? That'd be a perfect world, wouldn't it? <laughs> so what do you got, about, what, 30% still left on the lot? I would say 50. 50, okay. But yep. uh, but what a turnout. Wow. What interest, huh? Yeah. No, it was great. We had ended up with just without the, I would say it was over 1,000 people, 650 numbers on hand. We had 750 online from 35 states, Canada, and Mexico. Wow. Unbelievable. But uh, that shows you, you know, people are looking for that equipment. If they can't find it as a dealership, there are other places. And, wow, that's that's quite a quite a bunch, that's for sure. Well, uh, that sale is over, but we're still selling livestock at Premier. How are we doing so far? Uh, thank you, Bob. Good morning, everyone. This is how uh, yesterday, Monday's auction shaped up. We did sell over a 1,000 head of livestock. Fed cattle did sell a little uh, lower this week. Uh, high choice and prime Holstein steers, 131 to 140. Selects, 123 to 130. Choice beef steers and heifers, 132 to 144. Market cows, they sold about 2 to $4 lower. Uh, high yielding cows from 80 to 97. Most cows trading from 67 to 79. Market bulls, high yielding from $1.03 to $1.00. 
seventeen, lower yielding a dollar two and down. Organic market cows sold every Monday. High yielding cows from ninety to one fifteen, lower yielding lightweight eighty nine and down. Uh, newborn Holstein bull calves that market was steady, mostly from seventy five to one fifty five. Your beef calves one twenty five to three eighty. Holstein heifer calves ten to fifty. Today Tuesday uh, we sell feeder cattle, we sell calves, and we sell market cattle. Then tomorrow Wednesday uh, we have our hay auction at nine thirty eleven o'clock a.m. We sell the dairy cattle auction. Nice lineup of dairy cattle. Definitely got something for. Everybody uh, got a very nice offer in there. Uh, we have a Holstein Parlor Freestall herd. Uh, we got many top reputation groups of Holstein Parlor Freestall cows. Uh, got some nice tie stall cows as well. And if you're looking for some colored cows, we got two real fancy groups of registered jerseys uh, coming from a couple of our best uh, consigners. And uh, like I said, mostly going to be two year olds there. Uh, we have some other groups of colored cows, including some linebacks, and we even have some real nice pro cross. Uh, full details on our website at Premier livestockandauctions.com questions call us 715-229-2500 don't forget next week tuesday that will be a special feeder cattle auction and uh, we do have a couple dates pending for our upcoming machinery auctions so just keep that posted it will be october or november Uh, but we had a little conflict in the schedule we're working on that right now so that's the way it shaped up bob so where in the world did you park them i mean you had to be all the way down to greenwood and up to withy because these guys came with trailers to haul equipment home. Oh, yeah. Yep, yep. No, it's uh, Highway 73 was pretty full. Boy, I guess so. Man, oh man, oh man. And uh, it worked out good. Imagine yep. you had a few horses and buggies there too, huh? We had just a few. Yep, just a few. Hey, Rocky, <laughs> thank the, you, the, buddy. The, huh? the people that really got it going on are the people that come in their UTVs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They can go any place with those. Yep, they buzz in and out of there and all yep. over. So. Yep, they can go down the ditch and get them parked in the back, and it's not a problem. Those things yep. are uh, very, very prevalent. Yep, that's hey. why they're so expensive, I yeah. guess, too, huh? <laughs> I guess that says it, too. Hey, <laughs> thanks, Rocky. Makes pickup look reasonable. I know it, I know it, that's for sure. I'll talk to you in the morning. Thanks, Mike. There he goes. That's Rocky over there at Premier Livestock in the Withy area. Well, we got uh, lots of work still to get done. Let's find out what Mother Nature is going to provide for us as we take a look at our weather on wax. Brought to you by Ag Country Farm Credit Services. Mike Dandry is with us. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, Bob. How are you? Good. I always, uh, early in the morning, I Google WEAU weather, and I looked at that forecast, and I looked all the way out through about next Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I don't see any rain in this forecast. Yeah, it's uh, it's certainly going to be a dry one. And uh, I remember you saying our fourth crop hay was looking how? What was the percentage on uh, good to excellent, or what? What was that again? Eighty percent. Eighty percent. Good to excellent, as far as the hay crop is concerned. That's what I said earlier. Compared to other parts of the country, Mother Nature has been pretty darn good to us. Absolutely, and she uh, she gave us the much needed rain, and a lot of that moisture actually was able to soak in. So I'm uh, I'm pretty excited to see the drought monitor come out on Thursday, see uh, see any improvements that we may have had. But as you mentioned, yeah, it is going to be a dry one. We'll have plenty of sunshine to take us through really the forecast period. The only difference is going to be some of our temperatures, and today. It'll be rather breezy. We could see winds out of the northwest between 10 to 20 miles per hour and possibly gusting as high as uh, 25 to 30 miles per hour. Later tonight, upper 50s for our lows as those winds start to die down. But for tomorrow, low 80s. And then we start to see a little bit of that warmer air creep in uh, as winds start to shift a little bit more out of the south. 
On Thursday, low to mid-80s for our highs, and then Friday will actually have a bit of humidity work its way in as well. Mostly sunny, mid-80s for our highs, and then we cool it off going into Labor Day weekend, and we drop that humidity as well, mid-70s, both on Saturday and Sunday. And for the Labor Day holiday, plenty of sunshine still hanging around, and uh, upper 70s for our highs really going to be uh, rather comfortable after that humid day on Friday. But for now, just mostly clear, maybe just a couple clouds here and there with a temperature of 59 degrees. Ooh, cool, comfortable weather. Calm, cool, and collected, there at least until go. Friday. There you <laughs> go. Thank you, Michael. Absolutely, Bob. You have a good one. We'll do it. That's Mike Dandry over there at Skywarn 13. Take a look at our weather. Brought to you by Ag Country Farm Credit Services. We'll catch up with Morgan. Get some more news before we get to market. More farm news. We're not done yet. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Let's get into the newsroom where Morgan McCarthy is up and at him and with us as she always is this morning. Good morning, Morgan. I got the little one. Well, she's not so little anymore. She's as big as you are. Well, she's no 61 years removed from grade school, that's for sure, but she's getting ready to go back to the classroom. Yeah, doesn't that's that, for doesn't sure. Doesn't make a guy sound old? He graduated from grade school 61 years ago. Yeah, well, you know what? You look a little bit younger than that, and I'm glad to know you were showing off that real hair to all the other classmates, right? <laughs> oh, that was right? funny. That was funny. <laughs> I mean, guys, you know, I walk in and there's some, you know, and, you know, we had a great class. Everybody really got along. It's unbelievable that people would want to get together after 61 years, but we really and truly did and had a great time. But, Good. you know, you can see where the years have been harder on some than others. Yeah. Well, I'm sure that you would still get voted class clown in a pinch <laughs> if you guys were taking notes. Well, we had fun. Glad That's I didn't set you in the corner for too long. <laughs> oh, God, no, with a dunce cap on. <laughs> right. I've done that before, too. What's going on? We're going to have those 715 headlines start and keep us pretty close to home today. Good morning. Here's what we're learning. We know now that a man is dead after going into the water in a fishing tournament in La Crosse. Police say the man went into the Black River over the weekend. Fishermen in the Bassmaster Elite Tournament saw a man go in and go under, though no one's saying what led to that fall into the water has yet to been identified. We're going to look into the political stage a little bit, too. As you might imagine, not slowing down ahead of November. President Joe Biden actually making a stop in our state. He'll be in Milwaukee on Labor Day. Governor Tony Evers, who's in that tough re-election campaign, says he'll be there with him. He's the president of the United States. Uh, we have a good relationship, and uh, so I'm looking forward to it. Uh, as far as the value campaigning with the president or not, I, I, you know, I'll let the people of Wisconsin figure that out. Polls show Evers in a tight race with Republican candidate and millionaire construction executive Tim Michaels. Now, Biden will also stop in Pittsburgh on Labor Day, Pennsylvania, much like here in our own state. They have a pivotal race for governor and U.S. Senate in November as well. Well, if you're looking to go to Kadat, it won't be Dollar General where you pick up the house goods. The uh, area fire and rescue there ordered the store closed because it's a fire hazard, saying there are too many boxes and unsold merchandise in the aisles that could be deadly if a fire were to break out. Now, yesterday, Dollar General said that managers there are now working to fix those issues so that store can reopen. We take it to the barn, and in Trempolo County, there is a horse that has the Wisconsin's first case of West Nile. We're going to saddle up for those details. 715 Newsroom coverage with John DeMaster tells us more. Police say the man went... The state's Department of Agriculture yesterday said an unvaccinated yearling standard bred gelding tested positive for the virus. There are no human cases of West Nile reported so far, but the state says this is the time of year when West Nile cases peak as more people head outside at dusk and dawn. I'm John DeMaster. And in a galaxy far, far away. Police say the man went into the black room.
We have more of an auction and a gavel drop. If you're a Star Wars fan, you're going to have to get that wallet out. An auction house recently sold a weapon that was used in the original Star Wars movie. It was used by Han Solo. They were thinking, eh, maybe a half million dollars. No. For a third and final time, 900000 Last call and fair warning. Sold $900,000. $900,000. The next sale generated attention around the globe. Back here on Earth, though, we headed back to the barn with Bob Jill and the Midwest Farm Show on Wax 104.5. Was it one of the lightsabers or what was it? It was a DL-44 heavy blaster, which I can oh, tell yeah. you uh, Alex will know all about. <laughs> I'm, I'm really hoping that doesn't show up on our doorstep or porch anytime oh, soon. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, he's a big Star Wars fan, so he would know exactly what that is. But just think, people have nine hundred thousand dollars to throw away on that stuff. What I mean, what, what? How do you get nine hundred thousand dollars of value out of something like that? Not me. I'm still trying to collect allowance from my parents for doing my chores <laughs> in my own house. Oh boy, <laughs> um, everybody has some money. Too much money, I guess. Yeah. All right. See you later. You bet, Bob. There goes Morgan in the newsroom this morning. We're nineteen minutes before six o'clock. We got some more news to take a look at. We'll get to uh, some markets and uh, a few things going on in the calendar. It's a busy morning here at Wax. Agriculture. It's the Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. 17 minutes now before 6 o'clock. 59 degrees out there. It's going to be a beautiful day, beautiful week weather-wise. There's no rain in this forecast. Right on through uh, Labor Day and beyond. Sunny and breezy today, too. 78. Jill, what else is going on around the state? Well, the Wisconsin Agriculture Secretary, Randy Romansky, has a new deputy secretary at the Department of Ag, Trade, and Consumer Protection. He has appointed Eileen Switzer to be the new second-in-command at the department. Switzer moves over to the ag job after serving as budget administrator at the State Transportation Department. In another personal move at the ag department, Romanski has picked Joe Meyer to be to take over as administrator of the Food and Recreational Safety Division of DADCAP. He replaces longtime agency administrator Steve Ingham, who recently retired. And a quick reminder that this Thursday, September 1st, is the deadline to nominate young farmers for this year's Wisconsin Outstanding Young Farmer Competition. This year's finals will be January 27th through the 29th in Manitowoc. Obviously, that will be 2023. So it'll be the finals for this year's competitors will be the first part of next year. So again, get that. Also, uh, September, we get into September, we've got some deadlines. September 5th is the initial deadline to enter cattle to World Dairy Expo without any kind of a penalty. You can enter them after that with uh, some kind of extra fee tacked on. But uh, there are other things going on. We'll talk about some of those things uh, coming up here on Wax. It's a quarter to six, and once again, breezy and sunny today, high about 78. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And we will get to, to the markets here in just a few moments, but uh, Joe, a few things going on, including a pretty important uh, on-farm meeting tonight, at least if you want to talk to others in the agriculture industry about the uh, situations got the farm bill coming up we got an awful lot of things to talk about it's going to happen tell us more about that well there's a twilight meeting tonight in buffalo county at the joe and dan Bregner dairy family dairy farm they're having a dairy tour at six o'clock 
and ice cream will be served at seven. So it's at uh, Pape Valley Road, Independence. So Google that to find your way. Yeah, that's the best way. But if you're going out of Independence South or coming Independence uh, from south to north, turn left. I believe it's X right outside, uh, right on the edge of town. And go into the valley. You're starting in Trumpelow County. You're going to end up in Buffalo County. But uh, I always love it when you go to the Joe Brogger Farm with Joe talking how they're going to keep anything on schedule because... <laughs> He's he's a talker and he's a thinker and he's uh, he's got quite a guy. If he's going to lead that discussion, it'll be a a very interesting discussion. And wish it wasn't a twilight meeting. I wish it was a little earlier in the day. But that will be a good session again. That is this evening, starting at six o'clock on the uh, Joe and Dan Brager farm there in the in the valley in the hills. Beautiful, beautiful setting where they've got their farm. And uh, so, if you want to. Talk about issues in agriculture. That's the place to be tonight. What else? There are some other things coming up. And there's also a twilight meeting tomorrow night in Clark County at the JLP Farms at Jake and Tolia Pisings. That's in Dorchester. Probably the same kind of thing is going to be happening as tonight with all the discussions. All right, on the Pisig Farm. And uh, what else? Well, I don't think uh, fairs this week are, I think they're some on the uh, on the rim of where we're at around here but uh nothing yeah kind the, of far out <laughs> what you got vernon county or what what have we got this week around the area so well we've still got the minnesota state fair well, going that's on. going on until uh, through labor day uh that's well it says shot on walworth yeah. iowa sheboygan so we're a little bit far out yeah we're far out for that so most of the fairs around our area are done but i i see on facebook and google that uh, there are an awful lot of people that have shown at the Minnesota State Fair and done very, very well. And I'm sure there'll be more showing at the Minnesota State Fair. I haven't been over there in a long, long time. Did you ever show over at the Minnesota State Fair? I never showed at the Minnesota State Fair. I'm uh, had, It's been a long time since I've gone up there. Yeah, I haven't gone up there either. But I know they got a new food building. I'd like to go up there just to see that because uh, their food building is... Uh, Exotic aromas, no question about it. Well, we got to get to markets here. Where are we going first? We're going to head to Sparta Equity and hear from market manager Hut Eamon. Fed cattle selling steady to lower today with the high yielding choice beef steers and heifers 145 to 155. The choice and select beef steers and heifers 134 to 144. The dairy cross steers 132 to 146. The Highland Choice Holstein Steers 130 to 138. The Choice and Select Holstein Steers 119 to 129. With unfinished steers, heifers, and heavy steers 118 and down. Cow market steady to lower with the Highland cows 81 to 90. With the cutters and utilities 65 to 80. And the low yielding and canner cows 64 and down. Organic market today with the results from the August 29th auction. With most organic cows bringing 108 to 123. With the thin and small cows 87 to 107. And the organic steers and heifers 120 to 130. Bull market steady with most bulls 95 to 110 with a thin, full, and bulls over a ton discounted at 94 and down. Calves today sold by the pound with the steady market with 8% of the Holstein bull calves bringing 90 to 170. The quality Holstein heifer calves 30 to a dollar. The quality beef calves $2 to 325. And the light and poor quality calves 10 to 60 cents per pound. Just a reminder, our next sale will be Wednesday, August 31st, starting at 10 a.m. with fed cattle, followed by bulls, cows, and calves. This is Hot Eamon at Equity Live Second Sparta with this marketing update, and we thank you for your business. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. All right, let's get more markets as we head over to the Equity Stratford Sale Barn. Jerry Fitzgerald is with us, and 
You'll be busy on Labor Day, too, huh? Well, Bob, and a good morning to you and Jill. Yeah, well, hopefully the weather will be good for the weekend. We are uh, scheduled to go over to Willow Springs and help them with their tractor pull over there. That's a Sunday and a Monday event, so oh, that's don't good. have if you're not too busy, just come on over. Uh, Sunday will be the antique tractors, and then Monday will be the big ones and the trucks and all the other all the other smoke and fire stuff. You know? There you go. Yeah, we got to have some of that loud stuff, that's for sure. Well, it's only Tuesday, but uh, how'd things go yesterday over at Stratford? Well, we'll tell the folks about it. And, Bob, I thank you, and a very good morning to everyone. A summary from uh, Monday, yesterday here at Equity Stratford. And we'll start out with the cow market. Uh, we are looking at a little bit lower cow market this week to start the week off. And yesterday, uh, the high-yielding fleshy cows yesterday were selling from 84 up to the top of 94 and a half. Uh, most of the cows in yesterday's sale, uh, those cows were selling between 62 and 84. Your thinner cows below 62. On the bull trade, to open up the week yesterday, better quality bulls from 90 to 105. Your lighter bulls below 90. And uh, we deal so most of our fed cattle will be sold tomorrow, so we'll have an update on that a little later on in the week. Uh, and on the calf market yesterday, another large volume of calves yesterday, and the Holstein bull calves, uh, mostly steady trend. Uh, the good quality 90 to 130-pound bull calves, we're selling from 75 up to a top of 150. Heifer calves yesterday, mostly from 25 to 65. And your beef calves, they continue to be in very good demand, 175 to 350. And we did top yesterday on the beef calves at 365. And today, Tuesday, uh, we get started here this morning at 10 o'clock, hay and bedding auction. Folks, we have a lot of hay today, so if you're looking for large squares, small squares, round bales, uh, like I said, large squares, we just do, do have a lot of hay consigned. And uh, so if you're looking for some hay, that'll be uh, 10 o'clock start time this morning here at Equity Stratford. At 11 o'clock, we go to the market auction. And, of course, every Tuesday, we sell organic market cattle. That'll be the same today. 11 o'clock, organic market cattle and the conventional market cattle will follow uh, after the organics. And tomorrow will be our next feeder sale. That'll be a noontime start, full marketing day tomorrow, of course. We do sell most of our fed cattle, as I mentioned, tomorrow on Wednesday. And all that will start tomorrow at 10. And like I said, we do have an uh, early consignment on our feeder sale. We do have a consignment of some uh, lighter weight uh, started calves. Uh, well, actually, they're about three to 500 pounds, obviously off of milk. So along with the uh, other cattle that will come in tomorrow. So anyway, nice-looking week. And, boy, I tell you, Bob, uh, the weather is, I mean, after the – all the varying rain amounts over the weekend. There's some places that got four inches of rain. Yep, they did. But the good thing about it, uh, four inches is a lot of rain to get. But uh, we needed rain, and a lot of it, uh, for the most part, soaked in around here. We didn't get Dallas's flooding or anything like that down in Mississippi. So we've been pretty lucky weather-wise, Jared. It's been a pretty good season for us when you look around the country. Yes, and we have to be thankful for that. And I knew you were talking about your grade school class reunion uh well, my goodness, they, is the is that school still there yet? I suppose they got well. The building, is, the building is still there, but uh, they don't use it for a school anymore. How many years since you went to grade school? You aren't exactly a young pup. No, well, when I uh, I'm trying to think, when I graduated from grade school, yeah, there was a guy by the name of LBJ that was our president. So <laughs> I guess I'm dating myself too, Bob. Yeah, it's been it's been a few years. Yeah, that's for sure. Well, it was for me, it was Kennedy. But uh, that's been a few years. Hey, Jared, thanks. We'll talk to you in the morning. You guys have a nice day. Thank you. There he goes. That's Mr. Fitzgerald over at Stratford. For those who work in acres... 
not an hour. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And our market reports here to wrap her up, brought to you by Synergy Cooperative in Ridgeland. Yesterday, corn and wheat were higher, and these crop yield estimates having things a little bit smaller. Wheat was down 70 cents yesterday on that uh, November contract. Disappointing demand overnight. December corn did go down 5 to 6 cents, 677. Oats down 3 to 4 at 408. December wheat down a fraction at 842. November soybeans down 12 to 13 cents, 1425. October meal down 260 a ton, $431. Country elevator prices. Wheat and grain, Chippewa Falls and Connersville location, corn's at 672 with soybeans at 1460. Doomer's grain of Holman, corn's at 672 with soybeans at 1499. And on our DTN screen, Golden Plump corn today, 691. Baldwin, 669 with the beans, 1446. Durand and Mondovi, corn 663, beans 1441. Elmwood has the corn at 669 with their beans at 1441. Fall Creek, 649 and 1426. Osseo, the corn's at 674, beans 1446. Elk Mound, 683 and 1451. Sparta corn, 654, beans 1403. Ellsworth, 649 on the corn, beans at 1426. Ethanol plants, Boyceville, 685. Stanley, 683. The Richmond Grain Facility, 679. Barrel cheese down two and a quarter, 186. Blocks down two and a half to 171 and a half. Butter unchanged, 308 and a quarter. August Class 3 unchanged, 2013. September 1989, that was down 35. October also down 35 at 2041. November down 45 at 2117. December down 32 at 2133. Weather again, boy, I just uh, like this forecast. Sunny, and it will be breezy today, so make sure you got your cap on lock. About 78. We're about 60 degrees right now, and uh, it's going to be, looks like sunny to partly sunny right on through Labor Day and beyond. You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report. Available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed and Montovi. And the Chilson family of brand dealerships, Chippewa Falls and Kadok. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com.